Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran. I am your host, Ted Jones, alongside... Peter Moran. Peter Moran. What the heck is up, man? How was this uh, snowy winter day for you? You know what? Whether it snowed outside or did not, does not matter. I sat in my windowless living room and I did not look outside. I did not think about the outside and I did not step outside. Wait, so you didn't even think about the outside? Didn't even. This is the first time you reminded me that there is a world outside. (laughs) Wait, you didn't even, there's no window to be cracked in your room to get a little breeze. Well, I guess you were in the living room all day. Living room, got the door to my windowed bedroom shut, drapes over those windows, just in case a little bit of sunlight was trying to sneak into my dismal day. Now, let me ask you a question. You have these drapes, you have these drapes down do your neighbors look into your window? No, no, the drapes are covering the window. Do I change? Do I expose myself in a sometimes uncovered windowed area? Absolutely. Am I on the first floor? Absolutely. Do people see me? It's hard to say because I feel like if they did, I would get a lot more knocks on my door. Wait, so you're on, you're on the first floor facing the street? Correct. That's a little bit scary. I'm elevated to an extent. There's like a little bit of a step up to the first floor. So I'm not like okay. reaching out my window and dapping up a walker by, but you know, I'm like a very close to the street. I'm very visible. Now I've seen a number of apartments this way, like, especially like in Brooklyn, like the six unit buildings or maybe like a 12 unit buildings they'll have. Yeah. yeah those few steps up, like on the pedestal there is yeah. the garbage area right in front of your window. Say no. I cannot say no in good faith. Well, here's <laughs> Do you the know what I mean? The garbage area is not in front of my window, but sometimes people pretend. So there's a little awning right outside my, my bedroom. Like I'm talking, I'm laying in bed. I could reach out, tap my window. Immediately on my window is a little awning from the restaurant below. That's what I mean that I'm elevated a little bit, right? And the restaurant below is actually halfway underground. So there's that little sloping area. And sometimes people just toss their trash bags. We have a trash compactor room where you can take your bag and throw it out. It's the middle of the building. It's great. I dispose of all my trash that way. Very easy. And that's how it should always be done. But sometimes people will just dump their garbage right in front of my window. From your building or like other places? From, from my building. People will, there was a time before I started becoming an, an angry neighbor um, that I would have people sitting right outside there just smoking. Like, again, we're talking inches from my face. Right. And, the, yeah. and they're, smo- they're smoking outside, and then it's just coming in through the window? I mean, the window's down. I'm just saying they're chilling right in front of me, talking, smoking, doing their thing. I'm like, you're basically in my bedroom right now. Think of what an impediment that is to an overnight guest, is that I'm in the noisiest bedroom in America, right next to people that treat my, effectively, balcony as either a trash uh, loading zone or their spot to hang out and smoke and, and talk. Well, people would say that's what you pay for in New York City, right? You know what? I pay for better than that. I got swindled. That's what happened. Yeah, you did. All right. Well, speaking of you and getting swindled with your rent, uh, have you made any progress on moving out yet or thinking about moving out? I I just don't want to tease myself. You know, I'm waiting until the end of June when this lease expires. And I want, like, I browse, you know, but but I don't want to tease myself. I don't want to get my hopes up for something that won't be around then, you know? Right. Yeah, I feel like for the most part, like, people move in – probably like or people get an apartment secure the apartment like no more than three weeks before they have to move in you know yeah unless you're in a month-to-month situation you can just browse for days then that's kind of how it goes down but you know what i'm working on uh trying to be trying to stay content in the zone i'm not trying i'm done trying to live for the future i know the last year of this rona situation it's been like what's next what's next let's kill some time and i'm trying to get out of that i'm trying to 
you know, see what I can enjoy in the moment. Let me ask you something completely yeah, off topic. Well, allow me, seriously. If you Go, don't honestly, let me, honestly, this is this is what we're here for. Go ahead. No, no, no. If you don't let me ask you this, I'm gonna freak out. Okay, let me ask you this. Close friends on Instagram. Do you do that? Do I post on close friends yeah. Instagram? No, I don't. When you have people, when you are getting access to close friends story, are these close friends of yours or are you like why am i on this person's close friends list i i think it's been a mixture a mixture for me like maybe on one half i'd be like oh cool okay i'm i'm part of this this whatever this small ish group but then again i do have a close friends tab and i've clicked on it before and it says 85 people that's like a lot of a lot of people to be considered my close friends i don't know if i even made that list 85 people you know yeah 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 dude I, uh, I was thinking about an idea. I was thinking about something because I don't, I don't. Someone recently suggested, you know, start using the close friends on IG. And I opened it up for real. You can just put anyone in there. You yeah. can create it. And everyone just assumes it's like, this is what I assume. Anytime I'm on someone's close friends, it's either one, we're actually homies and I'm part of this small group. Or two, it's pretty much everyone, but like a dozen people you didn't want to see your story right like it's more sure. yeah, effective yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so close friends is pretty much everyone that's usually how it goes but what if i just like put one person on my story just not even like a close friend like a random like an old coworker. i put them on my close friends and i start posting wild stuff like i'm asking like if anyone's got any heroin in the east village <laughs> i'm like just, I'm putting stories up of like crazy stuff I got into that day. I'm talking, does anybody have a lawyer? Like, I'm pretty sure I might be, I might be in some serious trouble regarding a body in uh, lower Dumbo. You know what I'm saying? Like we could, so just, you're asking if you could just put one specific person on the story for them to kind of freak out. Yeah. I think and, you can also, but if you're trying to avoid people, I'd, I'd say just hide your story from them. I mean, it's been done before. Oh, uh, the, yeah. The avoid. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But I, I do think that like, if I were, if I were to post something like a little bit, just like your standard close friend story, you know, like I'm getting a little bit reckless. I'm getting a little, like I, maybe I'm hammered in the, in the right. story. Right. I would close friends that, and I would take a specific like eight people. I would take like coworkers family off. Right. Like that's how I, I assume people are using it. Right. But I think at the same time, if you're posting like a drunk story, you wouldn't put it on close friends if it had those people who you didn't want to see it. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely have friends who like, they'll post 10 stories from the night. And maybe like two of them are close friends where they're just like fully wasted in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. You see the build up, and then it's like they drop off the map for the close friends for some of the serious stuff. Yeah, exactly. So also... So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it seems to be acceptable to show your friends that you're wasted, right? But, like, seems to be. Is, is there, like, a tier of shit that you can show to people before they get, like, insanely worried? You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't, yeah. put, you wouldn't put yourself, like, just firing off, like, doing cocaine on your close friend story. But you would, you would show yourself taking, like, four straight shots, right? Well, I'm not saying you personally, but I'm saying yeah, one. one, right. I, it's hard to say because, like, on Snapchat back when people used to use snapchat two three years ago you would see some pretty reckless you'd see some yes, on snapchat. absolutely on snapchat well, on your yes. story well that's because people that's because people thought that like the snapchat could never be revived yeah, like, yeah. you couldn't screenshot couldn't screen record or this is what people thought initially so they thought they were yeah. safe yeah 
I don't know. There's definitely stuff it, like you joke about it. Um, people talk about, you don't want an employer to see this. You don't want like uh, whoever to see this, like careful what you put online. And like, everyone was like rolling their eyes about that 12 years ago when I first got on Facebook or whatever. But like, there's a lot, there's just a lot of stuff out there at this point, even if it's not online, just like a screenshot that my friends have of me making a bad joke seven years ago. Yeah. There, and people I generally trust, but like there is definitely stuff out there that, put in the wrong hands would be very detrimental to my Dude, hundred percent. Like one of my best friends, Julio Gallerati could easily just take me down. Like do you have, do there's you not, have there's not a video. Hands? Dude. Yeah. There's not a video that he doesn't have of me, honestly. Like there, okay. there's easily 10 plus naked pictures of me, maybe <laughs> some naked videos of me, easily yeah. me doing drugs. Like it doesn't get much worse than that. Like obviously I'm not harassing anyone in any of the videos, which is great. You know, that's yeah. what I mean. I'm doing like, I'm doing all this shit to myself. Like mind your business. Right. <laughs> I had, <laughs> I've had some, I've had some weird situations with that. Yeah. I've had like, like, cause I used to always, I used to have the daily dick on Snapchat and I would send it to like everyone on my Dude. team. Whatnot. Oh my God. Please continue this story. <laughs> I have to tell you one of the crazier dick pic stories I have. Wait, wait, let's, let's get this one in first. Go ahead. My story? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay, all right. So, um, like, on the tennis team, when I was at UConn, we used to send each other – I mean, some of the guys would send each other pictures. They would send pictures of, like, their shit that they just took. Some guys would take pictures yeah. of just, like, um, like, gay links online and just put it into the chat, like, from Pornhub, stuff like that. Right. Like guys banging each other. And in one of the chats, I accidentally sent a dick pic that the coach was in. So I sent a, I sent a dick pic to nine guys and coach, and I realized like five minutes later, and I put an arrow up. I was like, "Not my dick!" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was I really I, we didn't hear anything about it like from them. But everyone was dying. I, so he said nothing. He said yeah. Nothing. He didn't say anything. We used to my team. This <laughs> we would send. Everyone would be like, "Oh, I'm taking a pic of my my dick and and sending it to uh, let's say Phil, right? Some dude on the team. We're all messing with Phil, and everyone's sending a pic to Phil. And then we get one of the we get some of the freshmen involved, like, "Oh, do it." And then one of the freshmen, like, "Come on, just send a pic of your dick to Phil. Like, we're all doing it. All right, fine." And we would give him coach's number. We would me- we would change his contacts in his phone. Oh my god! <laughs> so it would just come out. <laughs> it would just come out. He would just thought. It- no, like no caption, no nothing. Just drops his pick and send it to coach. And our coach said nothing. No one was like, "Yeah, do you all right, you know, it's just I a think prank." Coaches have like a universal like, if you see any dicks, you just gotta slide it yeah, under the yeah, rug. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I. It's funny though because like, I I don't know. Theoretically, like there could be an issue with that, and like I think the coach knows. Like this is. I'm sure this is the result of some prank. I don't think we have anyone insane enough on this team to just do this of their own accord. Someone probably stole his phone. I, you know. Right. Well, it's also maybe not an issue because like everyone in college on the team is over 18, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's just a mature looking dick. Wait, <laughs> yeah. so I, w- I want to get back to, uh, I guess, the tears of what is actually a problem. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so... It, like wh- who invented the tears? Has it just become uh, a socially acceptable thing to just be hammered blackout ever since prohibition ended, you know, in the <laughs> 1930s? I mean, it's, it's totally cultural. Like, like I, 
at my college, that wouldn't have been cool. It w- you would have had a lot of judgment. It takes a while to, to get out of that. New York, it's super popular. Everyone's drunk all the time in New York. And right now online, especially because we're in the pandemic and everyone's sad and whatnot, like it's popular to be really negative. So if you're just like hammered at noon because I have nothing else to do, everyone's like, ha yeah, same. So I think that's fine. But But in terms of like, could it be an issue with employers or could it be an issue with well, you know, I think reputation? That, I, think, yeah, I think that it's universal though. You know, like everyone kind of puts alcohol in a tier that's lower than cocaine. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, cocaine's you illegal. Be, you can't be high on crack on the street and people be like, oh, well, that guy's just, that guy's yeah. weak. You know what I mean? Like if you're drunk on the street yeah. at night, like that's per- like perfect. Like this is, you are doing the right thing as a human. You know what I mean? But if you're like high on crack at the same time, yeah. people look at you differently. What the hell? Well, I mean, I mean, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Well, why? why is that why? so obvious? Yeah. Because, because you're out of your mind on crack and because you can go with your friends and grab a six pack of beer. You can't grab a six pack of crack at the local <laughs> bodega. You can't go to the crack bar but with your friends and all do crack. We don't you know. Don't we OD. don't know. Like, like, we don't know that, that crack is more aggressive a drug than alcohol. To the to specific people, sure, yeah, okay, okay. Well, why don't we just not suspend, a fair comment? Why don't we just suspend all reality that we can't specifically <laughs> prove in a hundred percent of cases for now on? Like, I get, I get the discussion between like alcohol, weed, whatnot. I get that alcohol is also a drug and has detrimental effects, and we've normalized it as a society. I get that. I get it. Still kills people. People get into car accidents. All that. You can overdose supposedly on alcohol. Like, right? You can get alcohol poisoning. But, but don't talk to me about crack <laughs> we're not i'm not walking over like what what are your talking to my coworker? like what are your plans we're gonna i'm gonna do some crack it's friday night we're doing crack. we're not gonna <laughs> get dude, on a happy hour and just do crack peter, peter i'm telling you man this is a different conversation if alcohol was still legal illegal this is a different conversation no because when alcohol was illegal everyone would go to a speakeasy and drink alcohol they weren't just like all right guess we'll just do crack well because okay, we just everyone do- go now to do blow they go to a, a party all right crack and blow different but how? also how though just because you cook it yeah it's more dangerous to consume it that way and you're more likely to die that's also confusing like what's okay. up with that i mean I think that makes sense. If I injected, like if I took oh, right, a syringe right, and injected true. alcohol, like I could more likely die right. the way it gets into your bloodstream. Um, but it's not like everyone is super open. It's New York. A ton of people do Coke. It's not a huge deal, but it's not, you don't like, Hey, I'm just going to do a little Coke with my parents the way you would be like, yeah, we're it's, it's Thanksgiving. We're all going to have, I still, I still think that's because of, because of how it's been portrayed in society. You know what I mean? Like cocaine could have been a perfect morning drug instead of coffee. Like people wake up and do like a fat line instead of drinking that coffee bean. Okay. But you know, you're wrong. (laughs) You know that coffee and cocaine are completely different. Like I'm playing playing devil's advocate today. And And dude, and dude, I didn't go to, I didn't go to a dry college like you. So I know that, I know that, crack could be used <laughs> subjectively yeah but people i'm just kidding <laughs> everyone i'm just kidding no ted ted is a crack addict and he's <laughs> trying to prime the world for him no, to i've pop. already i've already admitted my drug addiction addictions on this pod crack yeah, i'm not, not i'm not here to judge and if someone is putting crack on their instagram close friend story i'm gonna be i'm gonna drop you a flames emoji like that's what it is <laughs> that that is an insane look you're right but but i'm not gonna act like it's just the socialization that makes the difference between crack and alcohol it is the drug itself 
alcohol is a drug just like any other. It's a normal one. It's the one we chose. We gave it an age, blah, 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 whatever. Here you go. Different country. Go to Amsterdam. Go to go to Portland right now and you can oh, do yeah. shrooms. You can Oregon. just scoop some shrooms, I'm pretty sure. So they're um, actually like with the money that they're making from legal weed, they're like opening drug uh, addiction centers, which is a yeah. nice little combo. I yeah, I think there are a lot of different ways we could handle addiction and drug use and 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 even just like teach younger kids about uh the impact of this. I totally am on board with all that. I'm never gonna be pro crack. I'm never gonna act like doing crack with your coworkers <laughs> and your parents. The way you would drink alcohol is gonna be casual. It's not like that. So I think that you mentioned school. I think that we need to learn how to do freaking taxes in school and you need to learn about health. You know, you need to learn that like eating a Krabby Patty or like a Big Mac is not healthy for you, you know? As I, much hype as they both get. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that nutrition needs to be taught. Like, like oh, really? Let's discuss. I just, I just think that's common knowledge. Like, I don't think you need is like it, you. Yeah, I mean, and the the information is so available out there as well in terms of like what good calories and bad calories are. Like, but I don't. Same, I don't think people are really. Time, but at the same time, when you're 12 years old, if you had to pick between two things. You yeah. wouldn't know what, what, what is better for you, essentially. If they're in I, the same realm of whatever it is, like a bag of chips, instead, like you're going like to get the baked Lay's instead of like the flaming hot Lay's or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I, would, I, would, I knew that when I was 12, I would say. I, I mean, I, there's more education that could sure, occur. Like, but like I, Mountain Dew, stuff like that, sodas maybe. But I think that's your parents. That's like a parent's job you think? Uh, in general. Okay. It's like, yeah, I mean, because – uh, yeah, you're you're taught like I w- I was told no, you can't have a can of pop. That's like you can't have a can of pop every night. That's uh, you know, it's too much sugar. It's bad for you. It's unhealthy. It's bad for your teeth. All that. Like I was told that. I know what's bad for you and what's not. I oftentimes make the unhealthy choice because it's a more enjoyable choice and it's a short term decision. I'm an adult. I can choose to do that. If I want to do crack, I'm gonna do crack. <laughs> Wait, but what do you think about taxes though and learning about them? I mean, considering uh, people, they, people who are our age still don't even know what the hell they're doing. Like my buddy is a yeah. personal trainer. He obviously like has his ducks in a line. I'm not, you know, shitting on him at all, but he, like how, if he's getting paid, let's say $150 a session on Venmo, how do yeah. how are you supposed to tax that at the end of the year when you cash out your Venmo and you make $75,000? I would say an Excel spreadsheet, but if <laughs> I, I mean, we, I'm not, I'm doing my taxes right now and it's a headache and like, it's not perfect. I might have a question or two, got to Google stuff, whatever. So it's not easy. And I think, I think that is something we could stand to learn. I just don't think that like, that's something that's going to, going to happen. I don't think the school system is really right now building uh, complete humans, complete adults that are ready to take on the world as we currently know it. Like we should really be teaching people tech and computer science. Okay. Really be about, beyond that. That's a, like, oh, go ahead. That's more important. That's the most important science right now. Physics. Like it's cool that I know about uh, the, the impact of an object at a certain speed, whatever, but no, it's not helping me. Chemistry. Like these are all building blocks to becoming an expert, but they're irrelevant to, to everyday life. Whereas like a building block computer science course would be useful. Yeah. Or like a, like a, you know how you always have to take these classes in college. Like they're not electives. I forget what they're called. Like, I mean, mandatory classes, whatever. Like I had to take biology yeah. instead yeah. of taking biology. I think it should have been mandatory that I take a finance tax classes that teaches me 
somewhat gets me ready for the world somewhat because like you said you know taxes are a pain in the neck but like if you overpay your taxes they don't mm-hmm. they don't send money back yeah no it's it's something that we could benefit from a lot um, as a society for sure yeah no i i don't think that most stuff taught in school is is very useful that's not like that's not <laughs> like a hot go. take i was anymore. waiting for that Yeah, it's not a hot take anymore. It just is what it is. I mean, I was talking about this the other day. We got the whole Reddit stock market thing going on. And I'm like, I learned more in a day of browsing the internet than I have in three and a half years on Wall Street and four years of an econ degree. Well, tell us about your findings, please. I mean... I would have to take seven and a half years to explain it all to you. I'm just saying, seeing stuff hands-on, seeing how it works. Like, I say that I've been working on Wall Street for three and a half years, so maybe not. But but just like investing in something and caring about it um, and and watching it happen live, you you learn because you need to. You learn because you need to know what's going on. I just... Maybe maybe this is too much of like a, a personal thing. It's not how people are in general, but I really think like I I would do away with the whole education system as we know it. Like I know that reform is such a massive project and we can't just have nothing in place, but but in terms of like building a society that benefits the individual the most, I yeah, I would scrap the whole thing. I you like, mean, like you mean like start start from the ground up and like start with kindergarten and then go through 12th grade and kind of just like switch up their, whatever they're learning uh, grade by grade. Yeah. You don't want to force people into specialization too early. Cause we don't want to be building employees before you even have a developed brain and know what you want to do. But, but just like overall things that you need to learn in life and then college is an option to specialize if needed, or when you're graduated college and you have an option, you can get, you can um, get into like a uh, apprentice apprenticeship type of um, of job situation, or you can go into like training internships, etc. Um, and then for athletics, I would just have like a junior uh, professional division, like an eighteen to twenty-two, um, and they would actually be able to get paid. I don't know. These, no, I think if I if I ran the world, I think that's a I think that's actually a good plan. So. Peter, we have an email here, actually, and I don't want you to get offended. It may be a little too close to home for you because they're <laughs> yeah. just asking, like, why you're normal. But let me, let me get into this. Okay. okay. So we have Jimmy Alvedis, 26 years old, from Trenton, New Jersey. Drop the last name, Jimmy. Yeah. What's Jimmy, up? Jimmy, yeah, Google him. J- uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy says, hi, Ted and Peter. I listened to episodes 69 and 70. So that was the first two episodes uh, yeah, we did yeah, together. Yeah. Then jump to 93, which is last episode. You guys are an odd duo, yet very funny. <laughs> My question is for Peter here. What was the reason behind you being homeschooled? And how did you turn out so normal? So I think that, 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 that's a two-part question. All right. First of all, Jimmy, love it. Like, I'm obsessed with myself. So thank you for giving me this platform to talk about me. Uh, <laughs> shout out, Jimmy. Um, I don't know. I used to hang on to my, like, am I normal? I... Okay, to answer that question, yeah, in the last four years, I've had to adjust to be normal to fit in and, and socialize with other people. Last four to eight years, I would say. Like, am I, I think I have uh, some, some wilder and weirder aspects of myself that I'd like you, to hang Can on you to. elaborate on how you've had to come to normalcy, I guess? Well, let me, okay, so let me 
let me backtrack. The reason I was homeschooled is because my parents decided to homeschool my oldest brother for kindergarten before sending him off to school. She liked it. She was like, let's keep doing this. And then each time a kid was born, we just put him in the system and never thought twice. So that's what happened. I was just homeschooled because my mom did it on a whim and liked it. And I went to high school when I was 16 and I was very weird. I was funny, but not in a like, I'm that guy. I'm so funny. People are into it. I was more of a freak show. I was like doing crazy stuff and people would be like, oh, that's Peter Moran. They would talk more about me than they would to me. This is a small school. This wasn't like a high profile thing. I'm just saying that's, that's who I was to the small school group. Um, and then I realized like I'm putting on, like I'm being a little bit fake. I'm putting on more of a show than, than is actually who I'm trying to be. I want to be natural. And uh, I started doing that. And, like in college, I started adjusting to like actually being who I want to be. And I was a little bit less wild in like oh peter's crazy he's gonna jump inside a trash can he's gonna like just do something bizarre um and i just be became myself became more comfortable but but it like for a moment of of being frank about being normal like i was i had a significant amount of social anxiety for a long period of time as a result of being homeschooled and not ha like at a young age being right. able to interact with a bunch of different uh kids and then i and i was super super sheltered so from like the age 12 to 16 i had no idea what kids my age were talking about like like, you know, people would make the 69 joke and I'd have, I, it would just go over my head. I, had no idea. I, I just didn't, people would be like 69, <laughs> nice. I'd be like, yeah, numbers. Yeah, that's a great number. <laughs> Wait, did you have, but did you have friends like on your block or in the neighborhood? Yeah, but, but that was like right in the, like, we're playing outdoor sports uh, age, you know, from like three to 12. We're no one's, we're still not like real people. We're just like football in the backyard, baseball in the backyard. And it was all built around that. 1213 is where your inability to keep up with pop culture references and movies and songs and sexual innuendos yeah. become a thing. When you like got FOMO maybe. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and, and just would be left out. Like I was a, the weird dude because people would talk about like a normal 14 year old stuff and they'd be like, Peter's kind of weird. He has no idea what we're talking about. Get out of here. Like, like I remember, <laughs> I remember a time I was 14 and my baseball team had a trip to like, Pennsylvania and we stayed in dorms which is like a dream come true right 14 year olds and we just have the place for ourselves to do whatever and some kid was like telling a story about how he hooked up with someone and they like made me leave the room beforehand just so like Shut I would because like maybe I, like my parents were super strict maybe I was gonna like tell on someone or maybe oh, it was just like they're not supposed to be talking about this for me I was just basically treated like a nine-year-old uh so yeah I was I was more outcast than than weird I would say um but yeah, normal enough for sure. But I think that's just because I'm smarter than most people and I can adjust. So I remember when I was in ninth grade, I had went to, I went to the same school from like kindergarten through eighth grade. And then like towards the end of eighth grade, the school started like pushing me out. They were like, the high school here is going to be too hard for Teddy. We recommend that he go somewhere else. So either I was going to yeah. leave or they were going to kick me out. It was like this type of school. Yeah. Uh, but like ninth grade, I used to hang out with the kids who I like was in eighth grade with. And then they had new high school students and such. And I was like, I was tortured, man, for being homeschooled. Like, oh, you don't have any friends. You don't have any yeah. life. You don't have any, like, what? Like, all you do is play tennis. Like, you're such a loser. <laughs> and like, I just, I never understood the point why, why kids made fun of other kids on such a, on such a mean <laughs> level. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you experienced it a ton. I only went, I was only homeschooled for a year, you know, for tennis. Yeah. I played, I played an astronomical amount. I thought that I was going to go pro for a total of five seconds and then i was like all right ah. i gotta go back to the regular school environment yeah i mean 
I'm all for doing something weird to chase the dream. I think I would have ended up at a better college for baseball if I didn't go to those two years of high school, honestly. Um, really? I, Why is that? Distractions. I lived just like a fully just like baseball only life as a homeschooler because there was nothing else going on. And I still worked hard in high school, but I had a girlfriend and I had friends I wanted to see. And like, I would be out on a Friday, not, not like getting hammered, but like eating a pizza, which I didn't like, I was that strict before. And I just wouldn't do that. I would go to bed at the right time, wake up and train. And, uh, you know, that's a little much for a teenager, but I felt like I was making those decisions myself. Um, nice. If it weren't you, you were a good athlete. You went to UConn. Like I played sports in high school and college. I feel like, and if you, I and didn't you went, have and you that, went to, and you went to Wheaton again. And, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. If I didn't have that, I would have been weird in high school, but it was like, okay, he's a little weird, but like, let's give him a chance because like, he's a good athlete. That's yeah. cool. That's something I had going for me. There was a little bit of like buzz around that, that, that uh, I could use to like get past the anxiety initially. Cause I was given a fairly warm welcome. Whereas if I were just thrown at a bigger school and no one respected my talent uh, as an athlete, it would have just, yeah, you know, toss them with the losers, nothing to offer. And that's messed up that that's how you're evaluated in high school. It's like, what do you bring to the table? But you know, like that's also how you're evaluated always for the rest of your life. So it's not and, cool, but it is what it is. No, you're right. And like looking back on it, I don't know about you. I, I look back on it and be like, if I was a ninth grader again, would I do that as a ninth grader? And I'm like, no, but you looking back at in those years, like obviously I don't regret it because I'm here now yeah. and I'm able to talk about it and it was a sick experience, but just looking yeah. back on like the ninth grade, uh, not horizon because horizon is forward, but looking backward, what does that mean? Smart, get, smart Peter. Looking Ooh. backwards. Uh, retrospect. Oh, nice. In hindsight, yeah. I, could just, I could just be like, all right, like that was a crazy decision. I could have never gone pro. I wish I went to regular school. How do you feel about you being homeschooled for like a good portion of your life and then going to school? Do you regret either side of those? I know you said that yeah. you might be a better baseball player if you had uh, just continued with homeschool, but like your life probably would have been a lot weirder if you never fully went to school. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's kind of a cop up, but same thing as you say, like, I'm, I'm happy with where I ended up. Uh, so I wouldn't like change anything cause I would massively change everything else. But, uh, I would not homeschool again. If I had kids, I would not homeschool them. I'm against homeschooling as a result. I don't hold a grudge against my parents for making that decision. I just wouldn't do it. I think it set me back socially. Um, as far as the athletic aspect, it wouldn't have been worth staying homeschooled unless I were going to have gone pro. And I don't think it would have made a big enough difference that that would happen. I think the improvement that I made as a freshman in college with an increased focus was probably like delayed growth that would have happened. So I could have gone further earlier, but I think ultimately like in baseball, like you either throw as right-hand pitcher, you can either throw 90, 91, can. 92, or you can't. And I think I got the most out of my arm as I, as I could have really, you know, like maybe a tiny bit more, but I don't think the gap would ever have been made up no matter how many uh, parties I skipped. Dude, yeah. you and I have so much in common, man. I can't wait to have a catch with you in Central Park when it gets huh? <laughs> have a catch. You sound like you sound yeah, you like said, my fictional dad on a sitcom, <laughs> dude. And you also said you haven't really thrown a baseball in a while, no? I mean, the last baseball I threw was was the last pitch of my career. Real, like for real, for like, real. Wow. This is what happened. We uh, played my final game. It was the second last game of the season. Just, and I came just in. by the way, sorry, don't mean to interrupt here. Wheat, Wheaton in Illinois, so everybody yeah. knows. No, everybody knows how fresh you are. Go ahead. Yeah, Wheaton, Illinois. Uh, so this is five years ago, about. 
and you know, I threw my last pitch. This is kind of the, what sucks about the way my career ended. Like you're a pitcher. Usually your career either ends on, uh, you, and you end the game as a pitcher, right? So you end with an out and then you get pulled or the game ends. Basically your last pitches and out but I actually gave up a single to left field and a guy on second got thrown out trying to score so he got thrown out from left field and that ended the inning so the last pitch I threw was actually a single to left field I come in coach says you're done that's a wrap I'm hyperventilating in the corner of the dugout we win the game we need to win the next game to advance to the playoffs though. why were you hyperventilating because I was like that's a wrap oh. <laughs> I was like that's a I mean I wasn't like full on but I was having a moment mm-hmm. and uh the next day I was like, all right, time to do all the stuff I never did in my baseball career. And we were playing against this team. They just had like frat boys hanging out by the bullpen. So I just had them like feeding me beers the whole game in the, in the bullpen. I'm just getting drunk while we lose our final game. And I'm like, that's, that's it for my career. I, I hung on. I was so good for so long, you know, team captain set a good example, whatever. And then, then I threw my last pitch and I was like, all right, boys, that's a wrap. Toss on my jacket, feed me my beer. This is who I am now. You know, that sounds like, a, I mean, a better career ending than me. A guy who just like didn't show up for his final drug test. And I was just <laughs> like, all right, whatever. I don't give a fuck. All right. Well, Jimmy, you hear it. You, you heard it here first. Peter Moran being an actual, a, a quite normal guy. No, I, I resent that. But, but I appreciate that you think I can, I can present myself as normal. Absolutely. Um, Jimmy Alvedis, 26 years old from Trenton, New Jersey. <laughs> we love the description. We love the question. So, Peter, I guess before we uh, sign off here, uh, we got a couple more minutes. You got anything you want to spitball or what? Uh, I just want to I just want to bring up one last thing on the topic of normalcy is a friend of mine um, who I won't name. She brought over a, a guy interest of hers to, to hang out. Uh, this was like two weeks ago and to to your apartment yeah yeah just um it's four of us right and i'm just like wait wait wait. sorry 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 just it's four of you so it's you your roommate who's ted no no he's he's not there just like another friend right okay so there's three of us she brings over this guy and he's a weird dude right he's just like a he's wearing weird boots the boots suck the outfit sucks his personality (laughs) sucks i'm like the fuck welcome to the other guy apartment I, cause she was like, yeah, there's this guy I'm talking to, whatever. Um, and then I'm like giving her shit about it. I'm like, this dude is like, he is not, he's not cool. I hated that guy. He sucked his whole, what, what was that little joke he's trying to make? What is he like making fun of one of the books on my shelf? He's like trying to like, like, uh, I don't, I don't know what his, his deal was. He just wasn't a cool guy. And, uh, and I hated his boots. They had like this camel toe to him. It was really weird. And uh, I'm, I'm talking to my friend. I was like, what's his deal? And she was like, Peter, you're like a, you're a weird dude. I feel like you would get this. And she said I was a weird dude. That's the point of the story. She said I was a weird dude. And I appreciated that. And I want to be that. I don't, you can't contrive it. You can't force it. But you, if you got something that makes you different, you got to <laughs> lean into it. And also the thing is, if somebody tells you you're a weird dude, there's confidence in being that weird dude. You know, like you don't tell uh, a fully weird dude that they're weird. Like they don't deserve that compliment. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to be out of touch. A fully weird dude, like actual weird dude is likely creepy. You know, like weird yeah. is cool these days. Yeah. I mean, anything different, like it's all subjective. Am I like, I haven't done anything that weird in a while. Who knows? But uh I've seen it. I've seen it flop pretty aggressively too. I've seen it flop where I'll be like, I'm trying to bring something new. We're out to drinks and there's like a friend of a friend, you know, someone I've met once or twice and I'm trying to like spark conversation. I'm like, what, you know, what, what's everyone's objectives for the night? This is like one of my questions I love to ask at parties. Like what are everyone's objectives for the, for the night? And sometimes people are like, Oh, 
Hell yeah. I've never thought about it like that. Um, let's see. I'm trying to like not get so drunk that I have a bad day tomorrow, but I'm trying to get real loose. Uh, forget about this thing that's bothering me. And I'm trying to get someone's digits time. That, those are my objectives, right? That's, I mean, dude, that's great. That's great. I said this and this one woman was like, what? That's so much pressure. Like my objectives, I'm trying to have fun with my friends. What are you talking about? That's weird. You're being weird right now. That's the weird you don't want. That's, that's the uncomfortable, creepy, like, oh, damn, I feel judged. Yeah. I, I, com- I completely agree. So everyone, I guess the what, moral of the story, try and say normal. Jimmy, thank you so much for writing in from two weird guys. Episode 94 here at the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran. Peter, I thank you so much. And uh, I guess we'll see you on episode 95, correct? Cheers. Let's do it. Can't wait. Mwah!